Have you ever had anybody tell you something about how you look and it was a little bit insulting? I've had a lot of people tell me how I look to them. I've looked too fat. I've looked too thin. I've looked too tall. I've looked too short. I've been too wide for some, too narrow for others. I've even heard that I'm too white for some people. And other people have looked at my photos and told me that I'm too silly. I've heard a lot over my years in business, more so as I've spent more time at the forefront of my business, because my photos and my videos, they're all over the internet. Why do people feel the need to tell me what they think about how I look, how I act, or how I sound? Does this ever happen to you? Welcome back to Why Are We Shouting? With me, Jill Salzman, here to help entrepreneurs get down to business. I want to talk to you about small business blunders, ways that entrepreneurs shine, and valuable lessons about growing your biz. This week, we're going to rehash certain things that I never really wanted to rehash in the name of branding. If only we talked more about what insults people hurl at us on a regular basis so that its effect is undermined by our collective confidence, we'd all be better off in business. Don't you think? Let's talk about a bunch of things that I've heard while doing business with other people, things that should never have been said to me. For example, I spoke to a guy last week who told me that he liked my chipmunk teeth. The guy? He's a famous voiceover coach. The reason we were talking? A mutual friend introduced me to him, and I was just in awe of the fact that this big, important guy would offer me a free session to get to know my voice, to tell me where my voice talent work might take me. How'd we get to the punchline? Well, we had an hour to talk, and talk he did. He spent about 45 of the minutes we shared over Zoom, talking about himself, boasting about his connections, and sharing stories and anecdotes that I never needed to hear. I will never get that time back. I got about five minutes to introduce myself, and for the rest of the time, in an effort to get me to sign up for one of his classes, he started laying on what he clearly thought were compliments. You know, I really like you, he said. Even those chipmunk teeth you've got there. We both giggled and I made a mental note about how mental this guy was. Should I have corrected him? Well, I did. Should I have told him what I really thought about people like him? I did not do that. I thanked him for his time and I went on my way. More recently, I spoke to a woman who told me that I look harsh and aggressive in my photos online. She wanted to make sure that I knew how much she disliked what she saw online in an effort to make her point that I am a much warmer person in person. Our Zoom call was about doing business together, not what my photos looked like. But she'd clearly made judgments about me before she got on the phone, and she was so relieved, I guess, to find out that I didn't bite through the screen that she had to tell me that I was so much more relatable to her. In her eyes, she was complimenting me. Should I have corrected her? I didn't. Should I have told her what I really think about people like her? That she's wildly insecure and got intimidated by the confidence that are exuded in a lot of my pictures online? I didn't. We both thanked each other for our time, and I went on my way. A former colleague reached out to me after I posted a photo of myself to Instagram. 
It wasn't to say hi. It wasn't to find out how business was going. She wanted to tell me that I looked so skinny in that photo. She said it in a way that meant she was complimenting me. I could tell by her tone that she was waiting for me to gush out my thank you so muches and my oh, it ain't no thang thangs. But I didn't. I couldn't. It wasn't a compliment. It certainly wasn't something I was looking for, and I never asked for it. A fellow public speaker was on a panel with me a few years ago at a huge conference, and by huge, I mean there were thousands of people in the crowd. The event was happening right around the time that President Trump's grabbing hoo-hahs debacle was going on in the world. The moderator had asked me to let the other speakers on the panel know where everyone would be seated on stage. So I did. I went up to one of the speakers on the panel, a guy whom I'd known for years, and he turned to me, thinking he was joking, and told me that he didn't need to know where he was going to sit, because he'd just sit on my lap and grab my hoo-ha. I didn't correct him because I didn't have time. We were literally exchanging words while walking to the stage of this panel. I haven't corrected him since, nor have I spoken to him since. I've watched many an entrepreneur go down this insult spiral. At a certain point, enough is enough, right? It's not the sort of thing that any of us ask for. So when we hear something off-putting, it's jarring. It can distract and detract from our workday. It can get your defenses up, stress you out, and put you on edge. Soon you're banging out email responses, punching the letters on your keyboard, and everyone that you communicate with thereafter can sense your tense vibes. The best way to deal with any and all of this, you've got to learn that it's about them, not you. But that's really hard to do. An insult is a funny thing. Sometimes it's really obvious. Other times it takes days or weeks to catch up to our awareness that it was an insult. Then come the feelings, minions, who march in and make you question what happened to you. Was it real? Am I just overly sensitive? Did the person who said it mean it? Today I want to offer you three practices for moving away from being affected by anything like this. First, breathe. If you don't remember to breathe in the moment, step away when somebody hurls something at you that hurts. Even if you're ready to convince yourself that they didn't mean it, take a moment to yourself. Take space. It'll allow short-term healing to help you focus and not stray from the task at hand. Second, think about the ways in which it's about them not you. Write down some notes about why they would say this, what they might have been looking to gain, how bad a day they perhaps are having, anything that can help you to get to the place where you know that it comes from a place of pain for them, not an attack on you. Third, as vulnerable as you feel when you hear something horrible like what you've heard, my favorite remedy is to go and share it with friends because they're the ones who are going to confirm to you the opposite of your worst fears. They're going to tell you what a moron that person was for saying what they said. Sharing always helps. It can confirm your suspicions. It can put a stop to letting that negativity leak out and develop into more than what it needs to be. It can be a gift to your supporters who want to hold space for the crap that happens to you. 
That's called love. And it's what we need the most when things crop up in business, since pretending it never happened never helps. If you have a story that you need to let out, then let it out. Text it to me or leave me a voicemail about it at 708-872-7878. Make sure to let me know if I can go public with your story or not, because if you want to keep it private, that's okay too. But it'll be cathartic for you to get it out, and it'll help others, if you go public, understand that they're not alone in this either. You don't call. You don't write. Why not just leave me a message? Go to jillsalzman.com slash podcast to record a question or a comment so that I can talk to you in a future episode. You can also go to ratethispodcast.com slash why are we shouting to leave me a review. It helps other listeners discover my ridiculous stories so that they can build better businesses. Shout out to Amanda, Lindsay, and Aaron for making this podcast with me. And thanks to you for listening. I'll see you next week.